I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. Hello, and thanks for listening in. This is BQ Big Decisions, and I'm Alex Matthew. The finance minister has presented her budget for the new financial year that starts in April, and perhaps the big headline for you and me is the introduction of a new income tax regime for individual taxpayers. It's a dramatic change, and the first thing that you should know about it is that it is optional, which means that you can choose whether to pay taxes under the old regime. Or the newly introduced one, the tax rates under the new regime are dramatically lower than the old regime. But that doesn't mean that you should automatically assume that it's the better option. The devil, as they say, is in the detail, and the story is in the fine print. I'm joined today by Arvind Rao, who is a chartered accountant and a certified financial planner, and we're going to break down the numbers for you so that you know which one to pick. Hi, Arvind. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Alex. It was a long budget speech to listen to, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we were. Uh, in fact, um, uh, during the speech, there were these images of the Mr. Bean movie going on. That the <laughs> middle class people are waiting for the tax benefits yeah. part. Yeah. So they started. They waited from twelve to twelve fifteen to twelve thirty, and finally at one <laughs> p.m. is when it started. Yeah, that's true. And we were all waiting with bated breath. In fact, in the run up to the budget, Arvind, there were a lot of expectations, a lot of hopes, especially after that corporate rate tax cut that was announced last year. Yeah. So till date, and in fact, the budget has stood ground to it that there is no tax that is being levied on building up expectations, right? So <laughs> true. people are freely uh, building up that. But uh, yes, I mean, uh, uh, I have been hearing that people thought that uh, this budget uh, is at a very delicate point, and that's mm. why uh, people wanted that it should be really fiery and uh, being give the much expected. um reliefs or some kind of push to uh, get the consumption story going mm. and i think that's where the build up has been sure but you know not letting the cat out of the bag because we've got a few numbers to talk about but yeah. there was a so called new income tax regime so let's talk about what was introduced the fact is what they've said is that there are new rates of taxes and yes. new slabs let's yes. break that down uh so uh, let let's probably just for the sake of uh, uh, clarity here repeat this labs yes. so under the new regime uh, the basic uh, uh, limit up to which you don't have to pay any tax continues to be 2 and 1/2 lakh right the next lab is the next 2 and 1/2 lakh uh, which is which will take it up to 5 lakhs yes. continues to be at 5% yeah and the real breakdown starts here mm. when uh, the next lab goes in slabs of 2 and 1/2 lakh each mm. uh, where the tax rate is progressively increased by 5% each right so from 5 to 7 and 1/2 the rate is 10 from 7 and 1/2 to 10 is 15 10 to 12 and 1/2 is 20 12 and a half to 15 is 25 and then comes the highest bracket above 15 lakhs which is at 30%. All right and this compares to the old regime where up to 2.5 there was no tax yeah. the slab above that which is income at 2.5001 uh, yes. to 5 lakhs yes. is taxed at uh, 5%. 5%. Yeah. Then it goes from 5 lakh to 10 lakh your taxable at 
20 percent and income above 10 lakhs was, was at 30 percent but there's also a caveat here hmm. um and and we'll get to the other caveats i think there are several caveats but the first caveat of course is uh, when the finance minister said income up to 5 lakhs is non-taxable again i think it led to a little bit of confusion what i think that meant yes. was that if you're <laughs> earning up to 5 lakhs yes. you get a rebate on the tax that you pay and therefore Ooh. effectively yes. you don't pay tax yes but if you're earning 5 lakh and 10 rupees you're still going to pay tax on absolutely yeah at 5% the other caveat of course is that in the new regime arvind you don't get any exemptions whatsoever so more than caveat i think that is the rule mm, yes, for getting into right. the new regime and uh, i would also like to highlight here alex that something which was unspoken in the budget speech mm. is that the other rule to get into this new regime is that you should not be having any income from business okay what does that mean uh, so all people who are engaged in uh, running their own business or maybe um, even having their own professions or who are working as partners in an llp or a partnership firm mm. or let's say uh, there are investors who are engaged in dealing uh, in derivatives which sure. is futures and sure. options sure. or even engaged in day trading of shares sure all these kinds of income come under the head business okay and there are sizable number of uh, individuals who are engaged in this i think very high i'm not mistaken um, a colleague of mine was pointing out that maybe uh, around 40% of the overall volumes in uh, the uh, derivatives market and and of course we'll have to check that number but it is a sizable contribution the retail side of it yes yes because um, um, i mean being involved in the filing of returns as well uh, we def we often see uh, people um, taking up to trading in derivatives nowadays yes. because uh, it's a lot easier to deal in that mm. and uh, the attraction of making quick money is yeah. always there so Correct. you are absolutely right in saying the statistic is pretty high so uh, what you essentially saying is that if you're trading for example if you're getting uh, income from any other business you cannot enter this new regime yes you are you have to stay out of are there any other rules that uh, govern this uh, entering of the new regime it's interesting that you ask me this because while there are nothing more to prevent your entry let's also talk about the exit from this scheme so if you basically start uh, you know filing your taxes under the new regime yeah. and you find that you don't like it yes no, so that's what, you're what happens about. next okay. so what happens next is you don't have a choice you <laughs> really can't get out of the scheme okay the one of the ways you can get out is that you start a business okay so you either maybe start trading in derivatives uh. which means you'll have some income from business yeah. thus disqualifying you from the scheme sure but uh, suo moto you're not allowed to get out of the scheme okay and and once you exit the scheme once you've been in it and you exit it then you can't get you back you are not allowed to re-enter as of now as okay of so case. those are rules that stand right now so but the other thing uh, that we were talking about and there's significant number of exemptions that are allowed under the old regime which is what made it a little attractive um, i think we can put a number from what i recollect from the speech she mentioned is around 90 I, if i'm not mistaken she said 100 and then she said something else she which is removed around 70 of them or something which is not clear as of now right yeah, yeah. we we don't know uh, how many exemptions exist right now and under what heads they remain yes. but as things stand and we we're, we're talking about what we know right now of course we'll bring you updates as and when we get them in terms of whether or not exemptions are dramatically reduced but as things stand um is the new regime therefore 
attractive according to you or would somebody still prefer to stay with the old regime i think instead of uh, taking an opinion on that mm. uh, let's look at how figures would probably Pan seem out, right so before we get into the figures uh, let's also maybe in a enlighten our listeners in terms of what are the exemptions or deductions that are not allowed in the new regime right so all the favorite exemptions uh, that were very uh, commonly used which mm. includes the leave travel the uh, allowance on account of the house rent yes um, in fact um, very simple uh, deductions or exemptions including the meal vouchers right are out wow okay um the standard deduction is got out hmm. which is 50000 rupees the 50000 yeah. rupees right. the home loan interest the most favorite deduction uh, that is uh, available to taxpayers is out in the new regime that was 2 lakh rupees worth of interest right that's right and the icing on the cake is all your atc mediclaim premiums education loan the bank interest deduction all of this will be out so essentially what that means is that none of the deductions or the exemptions that you were claiming under the old regime will be applicable absolutely right right so so let's actually break that down in fact arvind and i were talking about this just before we started recording this and we said look the highest tax bracket in the old regime now happens to be 15 lakh and above so let's take a case where somebody is earning 20 lakh i know that's not a uh, you know the general case but it should provide a, a fairly easy understanding as to what the tax incidence would be under the new regime and the old regime now what we've done is we've said it's not possible for somebody even if they're earning 20 lakh rupees to claim all the available deductions Correct. because there are significant number of deductions so assume say that they're doing their atc that's including the uh, the, the provident, the provident fund, fund the insurance premium various other that things that's 1.5 lakh assume that they're being very good and conscientious investors and they're doing atccd also which is the, the NPS, national yeah the uh, national pension scheme so that's 2 lakh you get a standard deduction of 50000 rupees which is irrespective of whether you spend anything or not under the old regime so mm -hmm. that's a total of 2.5 lakh rupees under section 80d you can claim uh, benefits if you're spending on health insurance premiums right. up to 25000 rupees for yourself which we've stated on this podcast you absolutely must get right, right? so that's 25000 rupees additionally and finally we've assumed a house rent allowance of 3 lakh rupees which should be under the permissible limits right arvind yes because that that means we are talking of around paying rent of close to some 30 or 1000 a month yeah. which is not a really big deal for somebody in the 20 lakh tax bracket and additionally it's it's something that is quite you know often seen in, in cities like mumbai Absolutely. so that's a total deduction from your taxable income of 5.75 lakh rupees which essentially leads you to paying a tax of on a net income of right. around 14 lakh 25000 yes so you you essentially remove that 5 lakh 75000 rupees from a total of 20 lakh rupees you come to a net taxable income of 14.25 lakh rupees and i won't bore you with all the numbers but what that emerges to is 2 lakh 39500 rupees of tax and this is under the old regime under the new regime you it you wouldn't get any of the deductions that we spoke about so you would essentially be paying a total tax of 3 lakh 37500 rupees that's nearly a lakh more than you would be paying under the old regime even if you claim not the full deductions right 
Arvind? Absolutely right, Alex. And let us not forget one part here. The deductions that we spoke of are typically expenditure or investment-backed deductions. Yes. So for someone who started his insurance policies or who has started an NPS account. Yeah, that's a very good point. Wouldn't actually stop it just because I'm not getting a tax break. Yeah. yeah. So what we are probably looking at a situation is that I'm continuing to spend money on these premiums and yeah. these investments. Yeah. And I'm probably going to pay some more taxes in the new regime. Yeah. yeah. So you're effectively paying tax even on the expenses that you were uh, earlier claim, claiming benefits for. So mm-hmm. you don't, like you said, you don't stop your health insurance premium. Would you give up on your home loan of or course your home not. just because now there's no tax deduction? And, and of course, you don't stop paying rent. Yes. Right. So, so, well, that's a very important point to make. I think so. Even in the lower tax brackets, so if, and, and the other illustration we talked about was I 10 lakhs. Let's, let's just half it. From right. 20 lakhs, let's get it to 10 lakhs. Yeah, yeah. So in, in 10 lakhs, under the old regime, we calculated it, and, and it essentially comes to 39,500 rupees worth of taxes. And this is assuming an ATC of 1.5 lakh rupees and HRA of 1.5 lakh rupees again, uh, the standard deduction that you get of 50,000 rupees and 15,000 rupees towards a health insurance premium. That's nowhere close to the total deductions that you could claim under the old regime. Yes. And that compares with the total tax incidence in the new scheme or the new regime of 74,500 rupees. So that's a significant increase. Almost a 25,000 uh, rupee extra increase. rupees. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the plain numbers in black and white seem to suggest, Arvind, that it's not necessarily a good thing to move to the new regime, right? The, but there's one point, and, and perhaps you're in a unique position to comment on this mm-hmm. the one point that uh, finance minister nirmala sitaraman made was that the old regime is a little complicated in terms of uh, filing of your returns and therefore the new regime should allow you to file your returns without the aid of a professional like yourself absolutely and uh, i mean this this scheme is very similar to uh, a lot of these i think from the last couple of years there is the stocks of a new kind of tax to be introduced where you only pay a certain percentage on every money that hits your bank sure so that's like a no brainer right you don't yeah. need to file returns no taxes it's automatic it's yeah. automatic yeah. so maybe this is one step towards that because if you have to just total up your income and pay taxes as per the slabs given you really don't need any professional help uh, but yes, you should be willing to pay a higher tax cost of that. So, but okay, on an average, how much does it cost to f- to ask a chartered accountant to file your taxes for you? Well, I think any decent sized firm would start anywhere from say three thousand rupees a year. Okay. And upwards, depending upon the kind so, of well, volume. I mean, in the cases that we've talked about, and let's not talk about myself or somebody else, in the cases that we talked about, in 20 lakhs, you're paying, uh, you know, as much as a lakh more in yeah. taxes under the new regime. Under yeah. the old regime, you're paying as much as 25,000 rupees more. So perhaps it doesn't justify not using the old regime. But of course, we're not telling you what to do. We're just laying it out for or you and what you can, not to do or what not to do with laying it out for you and you can make the decision there were several other changes and you know perhaps not as uh, headline grabbing arvind as this one let's talk about that very briefly sure so uh, one more thing that uh, we can 
probably look at here is a lot of talent is uh, getting engaged themselves with these new age startups yes and uh, a typical uh, revenue model here is wherein uh, they are granted esops yes. instead of uh, giving given money yeah. so the finance minister has been quite kind here saying that in order to solve this cash flow problem mm. they have deferred the tax that is paid on the perquisites for these esops mm. for almost 4 years mm. or the date on which the employee leaves the job or yeah. he sells these shares whichever is earlier okay so it's kind of like instead of paying it today you get mm. a f- at least a 4 years breather time to um, pay these taxes so earlier as soon as it was allotted you had to pay a certain tax is that right yes yes okay all right so that's a significant benefit there's there's also this other introduction and i think it's it's interesting and important from the standpoint of the safety of an investor and it has all come to light after the uh, you know the banks that failed yes. um, you know the protection of depositors yes. they've raised the insurance they have in on fact uh, like i think multiplied it five times Correct. taking it up to 5 lakhs yes. from a lakh yeah interesting enough uh, it's been almost i guess 27 years since the limit was reset mm. because 1 lakh was something that was set right in 1993 yeah okay so that's actually a significant change and it's a yes. positive change i think Absolutely. it goes without saying that it is a positive change there have been a few comments about perhaps the increase of cost for a consumer but it may not be a, a significant amount i that, really right? don't think it's worth uh, putting a comment comment on that okay and and finally i think there were a couple of changes on on the property uh, but not very significant right arvind uh, i mean there have been a there has been a provision which has changed it but uh, it's more in terms of uh, enhancing the uh, taxpayers interest All right so I I think you know that more or less covers the most important talking points from budget 2020 with regard to personal income tax there were a few additional changes and we've covered all of them in stories on the website bloombergquint.com so I'm going to thank Arvind Arvind thank you so much for joining me on this conversation and helping me out my pleasure Alex and I'm going to thank you all for listening into this conversation I hope that this helped you out and that all of your tax planning for the new year has gotten just that much easier this is Alex Matthews signing off have a great day and an even better year ahead if you enjoyed big decisions check out some other podcasts on the IVM podcast network you can check out Pesa Vesa hosted by Anupam Gupta Advertising is Dead hosted by Varun Dugirala, the Ronnie Screwwala podcast hosted by Ronnie Screwwala or Cyrus says hosted by Cyrus Procha. These shows are available on the IBM podcast website, app or wherever you get your podcast from. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content, and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content, and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Janice, what do you think couples did before TV was invented? I don't know, go for walks on the beach, long drives, fancy dinners, have more sex maybe? But what did we do when we decided to move in together? We debated between the Chromecast and the Fire Stick. 
We gave up on sleeping early so we could stay up watching true crime shows. We got ourselves three cat babies. And basically became the cutest couch potatoes around. Okay then. <laughs> In case you guys still haven't got it, we are a TV crazy, Netflix loving, binge watching Mr. and Mrs. I'm Anirudh Kuha. I'm Janna Sequera. And if like us you snort TV for breakfast, lunch and dinner, this is the podcast for you. Tune in every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. This is Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch. Binge Watch.